Welcome to Conversations on the Co-Mission, a podcast where we're talking about the topics, the trends, and the issues and missions that impact the missionaries and the churches that partner with them. My name is Tony Balava. With me today is Stephen Madoff. Well, hey there, Tony. It is always good to be with you here in the recording booth, but today is an, one of those extra special episodes. Absolutely. Because... Uh, with us today, we have missionary Katie Dilfer. And uh, Katie is, is one of our BIMI missionaries that mm-hmm. is headed to South Africa. I, I am very excited, looking forward to interviewing her and hearing from her. So let's bring her in. We'll introduce Katie. Welcome to Conversations on the Commission. Thanks so much. It's good to be here with you guys today, and it's very exciting to be able to share what God is doing while I've been on deputation. Awesome. Hey, why don't you just tell kind of a little bit of your testimony about, you know, how did you get called to missions, where you're going, why South Africa, things of that nature. Definitely. So I grew up in a Christian home. And uh, I heard about Bible stories my whole life. Um, From the time I was a little baby, my parents took me to church. But it wasn't until I was in college that I truly accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. Um, When I was in junior church, I remember hearing about hell, being very, very scared about it. But I don't remember hearing about God's grace and His love and that He died on the cross for me. Um, So I remember... um, just raising my hand during the invitation. I did what I like to call the holy peak and look to see what my friend was doing. And my friend raised her hand. And so I raised my hand, went back and prayed a prayer. And they gave me a little blue card that said, Katie Dilfer was saved on this day. And I took that card home with me and I put it under my box or under my bed in a box. And that became very precious to me. And anytime I doubted my salvation, which honestly was very often, I would pull the card out and breathe a sigh of relief knowing that the card said that I was saved. So for years, I placed my faith and trust in a card and not in Jesus Christ. By the time it was time for me to go to college, I'd convinced myself that I was saved. I'd asked people over the years. And so I went to college in my senior year. I remember God just working so strongly in my heart that I was not saved, was not truly his child. I couldn't tell you what the pastor was preaching about. I went to Crown College there, so it was Pastor Sexton who was preaching. But I couldn't tell you what he's preaching because God was working in my heart and dealing with me about my, my need of salvation. And so I made things right with the Lord that day. Um, there in my seat, I could take you to the spot. And so I'm so thankful for it. But then uh, moving forward, I went to join on staff at a church, Gospel Light Baptist Church in Helena, Alabama. And it's been fantastic to be able to be a part of the ministry there. Um, God's really used that place in my life, given me a heart for discipleship to see people not only saved, but discipled. And so through that, um, the Lord gave me a vision for people, seeing people um, come to know Him um, in a greater way, not just through salvation, but have a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ as they follow Him. And the Lord actually led me to a missions trip there in South Africa where I'll be going and where I'll be serving uh, through my church. We support the coffee family, Mark and Amy Coffee, and we went on a missions trip with them in June, July of 2019. It was really exciting. While I was there, uh, the Lord began speaking to me and showing me areas where I could serve Him there in the ministry, but I didn't want to. Um, it, I fought the Lord on it. Um, I didn't want to. I, I told Him I would do it if He wanted me to. But I didn't want to in my heart. And so it was a struggle. I had just bought a house and I was set in my job. Um, I hadn't planned on moving anywhere. And so um, my life was going the way I wanted it to go. But um, when, when the Lord was speaking about South Africa, I was reading the scriptures and praying about it. And he led me to verse Philippians 3, 8. And at the end there, it's where Paul is talking about the suffering, the loss of all things, but counting them as dung, that I may win Christ. 
And I was struggling with this decision. And when I saw that verse, it really just hit me hard where Paul says that I may win Christ. He already knew Christ, um, but he knew that there was a deeper relationship you could have with Christ if you were doing exactly what he wanted you to be doing. And so there that day I had to make a choice. And honestly, I can tell you, I've never been happier in my life than I am right now following the Lord in South Africa. Amen. Wow, that's awesome. Well, thank you very much for that. Let me just ask you, how long have you been on on the road, on deputation? I have been on full-time deputation since July 2020. Yeah. During wow. COVID. Wow. Yes. And some people would have thought that would have been impossible. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah. And the Lord's blessing? How, oh, definitely. What's your uh, support level at now? I am currently at 38%. Wow. Um, which is mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, I've only been on deputation, like you said, through COVID. And I've not had need for one thing. Um, God has just been blessing in phenomenal ways. And I plan to be on the field by the end of this year. So it'll be about wow. roughly 18 months of deputation. Glad we got her in the booth while we could <laughs> before she headed off. <laughs> Well, Katie, one of the things that we'd like to just kind of pick your brain about and experience and share it with the listeners is, first off, what life is like on the road, okay? When Mm -hmm. you're in deputation and you have to contact these churches and try to schedule meetings, okay, that in itself is challenging. What is the route that you do to go about trying to get those meetings? You Sometimes people do the cold call or sometimes people only use contacts that they know or friends from college. Mm-hmm. What have you? What's the system in a sense that you use, the methodology of deputation? Well, I'll tell you the best success that I've had is contacts that pastors have given me. So mm-hmm. if I go to a church, um, then the pastor will say, hey, call this pastor and call this pastor. Those have been the most successful churches that I've been in as far as a good meeting, support coming out of those because another pastor has said, this is a good person. We know her. Um, so that has been the, the most successful. Um, aside from that, emailing has honestly been, um, we're living in, a, I don't know, a newer age of technology, I guess. And so email is one of those forms that has worked better for me than even cold calling, because cold calling, um, most often you'll get the, the church secretary and um, here just Last month, actually, I tried to make a phone call to a church. This is interesting. Tried to make a phone call to a church. The secretary, I called her. She said, our pastor doesn't take calls. I said, okay. Is there a way I could email him? Because I don't have the email either. Is there a way I could email him? Our pastor doesn't check the email. So there was no way for me to contact that pastor, which is interesting. But most pastors would be more likely to check their email than be able to take a phone call in the office because they're busy. Um, you know, pastors are busier than we could even imagine. And with that, working on staff at Gospel Light for five years, I got to see some of that. Um, and so I know email is probably a better form. So that's kind of more of the route that I've taken. But I do make a lot of phone calls as well because emails do not cut it. Um, so I will spend hours a day um, making phone calls, sending emails. I try to do the emails during times that I wouldn't really be able to make phone calls because uh, that works out better. But then um, also I send out letters, postcards, things like that. You've talked about some of the, the pluses and the positives and how the Lord's blessing. I had the privilege to help Katie do her uh, deputation video. So it doesn't honestly surprise me that the Lord is blessing her in her ministry the way she, she described because she's really, I mean, you can hear in her voice. Just she's got it together and she's upbeat and really loves what she's doing and know, knows that God's called her. And so as much as I would love to keep this all positive, I do want to ask a a question that maybe is um, a negative and and maybe that you face. Uh, Probably, unfortunately, maybe you don't, but uh, I'm thinking maybe more than often or more, more often than maybe you anticipated. And that is, do you 
get some resistance from pastors as a single lady missionary. Um, you know, and uh, for us, when I pastored in Arizona, we purposely chose to partner with single lady missionaries because it was my experience through the years that there was an opposition to that in some in some places. So do you do you get some resistance and um, when if you do, what do you how's the response? What do you do? So unfortunately, yes, there there is quite a bit of a negative response to being a single missionary. I've had some pastors just flat out tell me they think I'm out of God's will for my life. I being a missionary and going to South Africa. And, you know, that's what they believe. That's what they have in their heart. And so I'm not going to fight them on that. Um, Mm -hmm. God has blessed me and I'm thankful for it. And every time I've had a pastor that has um, said something negative like that, there's always been another pastor who is encouraging. I had, um, there was one day in particular I can remember was very, very discouraging. I had several pastors um, be very negative with me. But then there was this one pastor that contacted me and it was just God breaking through. And it was almost like he just gave me a great big hug. I, this one pastor, he called me and told me they don't support single missionaries, whether it's a man or a woman. Mm. Um, but that he said that he had my information and, and God wouldn't let it off his heart. And so he said that if I would come to their church, they would support me and I'd be their first single missionary. Mm. And that was yeah. God working in his heart. Yeah. And so every time there's been something negative, God has always um, given me a blessing through that and just an encouragement. And, you know, my response to those things is just, you know, thank you for your time. Um, I, I'm not going to fight them on it. That's what they believe. And so um, I'm going to try to contact someone else who will be behind me and support me. And I want to make sure that the churches that I'm going to, I know that God has led me to every single church that he has for specific reason. But I want to make sure that um, the people who do support me are 100% behind me because those are the people that I need praying for me, Mm. the ones who believe in what I'm doing. Wow. Uh Yeah. Wow. Uh, (laughs) I'm impressed. (laughs) As am I. I mean, you know, I asked that question kind of knowing even though I hadn't asked Katie in advance, kind of knowing that that would probably be the response, at least that, you know, there were gonna, there was going to be some resistance. Um, it is, to me, it's disheartening to hear that, that pastors would take the time to kind of discourage you. Um, but I appreciate your spirit and attitude that just says, hey, if that's your, if that's your position, I respect that. I'll move on. And, um, you know, I, I guess I would hope that, that, people you're calling would let you just move on as well and not maybe be discouraging in that. It, it's it's good. We just recently on a recent podcast had Dr. Uh, J.B. Godfrey in and, and uh, he talked about missionaries not always being super truthful and, and some of the difficulties they face. And and uh, I, I'm sure that that's one that, that you face and, and yet uh, the Lord has given you the, the spirit and the attitude to just persevere and go on. And this is just going to be a personal plug on my part. I'm going to tell you right now, if, if I were still pastoring, I would have Katie Dilfer in my church and and definitely have her in for a meeting. I don't say that because she's a BI my missionary. I say that because um, because I've worked with her and gotten to know her a little bit. And, and I really believe God is going to use her. And if you can, in this podcast, listen to her attitude and spirit, I think you'll, you'll catch that as well. Katie, let me ask you this. Okay, you get to the meeting, you get a meeting, you go to that church. Yeah. <clears throat> Most missionaries, uh, and when I'll say that as far as families or couples, when they go, you know, usually they stand by their table, greet everyone, 
Then eventually they get to go up on the stage and show their video, and then usually the guy preaches. <clears throat> well, obviously as a lady, uh, you wouldn't be getting up to preach. So what is it or that you... Or do you? you? <laughs> <laughs> so what is it that you get to do, in a sense, to be able to communicate and things? Because I would imagine that that would be something you've had to deal with and, and such. Like, do you only get five minutes or do you, do they give you the whole service? And wh- how do you deal with all that? So it's actually kind of interesting. When I started deputation, I was expecting as a single lady that I would only get about five minutes and then maybe my video, maybe. Uh, I was expecting it to be very, very minimal time as a single lady. But I have been shocked at how many churches, how many pastors have given me the entire service. They'll sing a couple songs, do announcements, and then they'll turn the entire service over to me. So you do preach? Uh, well, <laughs> I won't use that Just word. <laughs> no. Um, I, you know, I try to share a more lengthy version of my testimony. Uh, God's really given me a great testimony um, to be able to share, and I try to encourage people. Um, because I know with my testimony, uh, getting saved in college, not one person mocked me or scorned me or said anything rude to me. And so I know a lot of people at their pride stop them. And so I just share a lengthier version of my testimony and try to encourage people in that, not not to let their pride stop them from making making a decision for God. And so I'll sing a couple songs. I'm able to sing and play the piano. And so I'll add a couple songs in there, have my video, and maybe even some question answer time. But for those longer services that I have the whole service, um, I do try to fill it in a little bit more with those things. Um, but then... You know, I have a, a shorter version as well for those few churches that only give me a few minutes. <laughs> but I try not to preach as much as I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, just let me ask this. Like, for those who wouldn't have you do a, a full version of mm-hmm. your testimony yeah. and, and all that, um, and I don't say this in the negative way, but do they then, like, okay, hey, we're going to you deal with the kids, you know, kind of thing. And, and do you do that often where you have to, like, get... Okay, we're going to now move you down to the junior church time to share with the kids. Is Do you find that happening? I do, and I love it. I love it so much because those kids are the next generation. And so even if I don't get to speak in the service, and I get to speak with those kids and make a difference in their lives and maybe influence them to be missionaries, that means the world to me. Hmm. Um, because you never know. And um, precious story. Okay, so I'll use a $5 bill. For some of my lessons I'll teach in in children's church like that, and I'll rip it in half, and that gets their attention. Talking about how, um, you know, you shouldn't just give part of your life to God. You're you're supposed to give it all, and, you know, a $5 bill, when you only take half to the store, it's not worth anything. Mm -hmm. And so I'll use uh, use a $5 bill like that to to do one of my lessons. And one time I was teaching one class and then walked to another one, and I walked back through. And the little boy, because I give that $5 bill to one of the kids in my class, that little boy that I gave that $5 bill to, he put it in the offering plate. Um, and that broke my heart. I mean, I just broke to tears because um, I know that that little boy is, he got it. He gave it all to God. And I'm praying that one day maybe he'll even be a missionary. A couple of podcasts ago, Stephen accused me of being the Pollyanna around here and always having the, <laughs> the unrealistic, upbeat view of things. <laughs> and it seems like this time I'm going to be, who was it that was uh, the Pollyanna nemesis? Was it her aunt? I, <laughs> Whatever her name was. <laughs> But that's who Old I am. Old school reference here. <laughs> I don't think it qualifies. I have qualifies. no idea what you're talking about. I don't think this qualifies as pop culture reference, which is what you're allowed to do. But old school reference is completely different. You called me Pollyanna. And, and I'm clearly not Pollyanna today because I'm going to ask another, another question that has more of a negative connotation to it. 
and and that is and 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 I it's really because I. I hope that those who are listening, this will be helpful too. And maybe some are listening as single missionaries and um, pastors are listening, maybe haven't formulated whether they would have a single missionary in or not. But recently, uh, Stephen and I were were speaking uh, about another single missionary that he and I both know. That missionary has relayed that one of their prayer requests is that they would have the right attitude and spirit when churches after church after church after pastor after pastor after church member keeps trying to set them up with their potential mate. <laughs> and, you know, we did support single missionaries, and so we were very careful not to do that. We did not want to be the matchmaker, and we didn't want to make people feel uncomfortable. And I know that everybody that does it doesn't do it to make people uncomfortable. Some do it in jest and such. But um, do you find that that is like, you know, a common theme. Oh, Katie's coming. Let us find her future husband. And and then, you know, again, let's be brutally honest. How does that, how does that, you know, work in your life? Is it is it a thing of discouragement? Is it a thing of just oh, I know you because you're gonna be like, well, I just let it roll off my back and I move <laughs> forward. <laughs> you know? But tell the truth. I mean, um, because I, I know that the other missionary relayed that that becomes a, a problem something um it it does happen a lot <laughs> um a lot more than i would like hmm. and um you know sometimes it'll be pastor sons <laughs> or uh, and they'll ask hey do you know this single missionary they were just in here or um best friend's but grandma then you have to has figure a out who's called and, where <laughs> right um and so it is kind of interesting they're trying to set you up with anyone and everyone um but it, it does get discouraging. It kind of does. I'm um, not going to lie. It kind of does. Because I would like to be married in the future. But um, I know that God has me doing what he has me doing right now for a reason. And I am perfectly content to use my single years for the Lord um, mm. right now while I have them. That was a lesson that I, I kind of had to learn early on when I was on staff there um, at Gospel Light is just the amount of work that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of got discouraged in it. Sometimes I felt like I was working more than some of the married people because, you know, I, I had the extra time. Yeah. Um, but I had to learn a very valuable lesson in that I had the time. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the time. I had the time. Mm-hmm. Or I still do because I'm single. And so I don't have the responsibilities of taking care of children or cooking or cleaning a house or caring for a husband, all those things. I don't have those responsibilities right now that would tie me up. So I have all of my time during the day to serve Jesus Christ, and I'm thankful for it. Um, And so I know that all those people are very um, genuine in trying to set these people up. I know a lot of people who are married, they they love being married, Mm -hmm. and they want that for everyone. And I know that they're very genuine in it, but it does get discouraging because Mm -hmm. Only God knows who the person is. And I know that God will work it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. every church you go to, it's a different person. And um, yeah. everyone's trying to trying to take care of you. But sure. sometimes that's not the best way to take care of someone. <laughs> and again, I think they do it with the best of intentions. But maybe, you know, when we were on deputation, my thing was, you know, back in the Stone Ages, <laughs> right, after Fred, <laughs> right after Fred Flintstone for another pop culture. <laughs> reference. You had to when use we, a payphone, right? Yeah. When we, we actually use paper maps. I was telling my kids about paper maps the other day and they were like, Dad, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But um, one of the things that I did was I swore off desserts. <laughs> Just like not doing dessert because I don't want to. I don't want to gain all the deputation weights and so on and so forth. And and what I would explain to people about that was because they would be like at the you know at the international buffet they're like you're not eating the dessert and I would say you know what. I really do appreciate that the food is there. And if somebody made something special because they knew that we were going to be there and somehow they found out that there's really no dessert in the world that's even worth having than apple pie or chocolate chip cookies mm. or <laughs> M&M's <laughs> or <laughs> anyways. <laughs> I swore off desserts and what I would say was you do missions conference once a year. I do missions conference every day. Imagine if I had to have dessert every day. I think most people don't think of the fact that we do missions conference once a month, or once a year rather. Uh, Katie does missions conference every single day. And so, yes, that that could get old really fast. Maybe this will be a help to some who are listening and and just kind of keep that in the back of their mind that some of the things that we, how we interact with our missionaries that happens on a regular basis for them. And and maybe even the other missionary that we referenced um, is going through some of that as well because people just don't realize that or, or even take into account or think, wow, they, they do this every day. And wow, that would, that would get old uh, fast. A lot of those, those things. Well, I'm going to take it from the dessert-hating Mr. Negative over there in the corner to ask you this. Let's fast forward to when you do get to the field. Okay, you're mm-hmm. in South Africa. Yeah. Obviously, one of the things that most churches, you know, they support church planning missionaries. You can't start and establish a church as a single lady. So what is it that a single lady can do in the mission field? They're like. Are you just stuck with kids forever and that's all you do? I mean, what are the things that you can do to serve the Lord while on the foreign field as a single? So I'm going to help with planting churches. I can't be a pastor. I can't train pastors. But my role in that will be through discipleship. Um, I'll be training Sunday school teachers, nationals, to be Sunday school teachers as I disciple them. And so many other areas in the church, we need a lot of help in these churches. I'll be helping with some of the music ministry. As I said before, um, the Lord's really blessed me musically. I'm not saying anything for myself in that, but it's something that God's trained me in, and and He's given me the ability, so I'm going to be taking that with me to South Africa and be training some of these national ladies and, and even some of the men privately how to lead music in a church. And helping in those ways with planting churches. And I can do some of the footwork going soul winning. I would potentially even uh, maybe go into an area and do a one-day Bible club, like a vacation Bible school, Mm. and go into a township and find, you know, where can we start a new church? And so I can help with a lot of different areas with church planting and not be a pastor um, or training pastors. Mm. So that's going to be the main focus. Um, But then also I will be helping with Camp Rhino, and that is a camp there in South Africa that has been started with the intent of showing children that there is a better way of life than what they have, and that's with Jesus Christ. And they honestly, they beg to come to camp. Um, It's nothing special. It's brick walls, concrete floor, three high bunk beds. That's all that's in the room. But they beg to come because they love it so much because they get love. Um, from all the missionaries who are there. They love to be with their friends, and they're away from their parents who are mostly drunks and drug addicts. And so 
um, the camp has become a refuge. So I'll be able to help with some of those things. And I'll be able to, to, um, that with, with the goal with the camp is to train pastors and train full-time Christian workers. And so everything that's there in South Africa, the camp, they also have a Bible college, a very small Bible college. Um, but everything that is done there with the team that I'm going to be working with is with the intent of training nationals to plant churches. Mm-hmm. So I'll be helping with all of those things. Wow. <laughs> Sounds like you'll be busy. <laughs> I will, but I'm going to love it. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you this, Katie. Uh, as a dad, I'm a dad of three daughters. And of course, one of the things that we just want to do is our, see our daughters protected, taken care of, safety. South Africa is not the safest country in the world. There is a lot of things you often hear in South Africa. So how does your family feel about you going? And how do you just, those inherent things, those dangers and whatnot, how do you personally kind of give that over to the Lord? So my family, um, they were not necessarily on board in the beginning. And that's something that I had to pray about um, and that God would um, work in their hearts and make them willing to allow me to go. While I'm 28 years old, I don't have to have their permission per se to go. Um, I do want to honor and respect them. And I believe that God will bless that. And so they are on board with it now. They're excited about coming to visit me when I get there. Um, And it's just great. I'm thankful to have parents who support me in the ministry. Um, But as far as the safety aspect of it, a lot of people do ask me that um, as far as, you know, if I'm scared to be on deputation even by myself. And then once I get to South Africa, what it's what it's going to be like. And I can tell you, honestly, no, I'm not scared um, because God has just given me such a sense of of peace and comfort in knowing that he's going to protect me. And that's not to say I'm unwise in in taking precautions to protect myself, but I know that God's going to protect me. And that's something that he's he's only given me since I had surrendered to him in going to South Africa and doing whatever he wanted me to do. Before that, I've been the scariest scaredy cat in the whole world. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But honestly, I'm not afraid. And I know the reality of, you know, things could happen and I'm I'm taking precautions and I will do the same thing in South Africa. But I know that God's got it. Well, we are just about out of time. I want to ask one last question, and uh, we'll wrap it up with that, I think. Um, What would you say, Katie, to uh, maybe a single young lady, maybe a a single, uh, maybe a a young lady in college or maybe even a teenage girl right now, um, but more in the realm of a single young lady that may be listening uh, to the podcast and is considering missions and wondering, should I move forward? Should I not? Because I am a single lady. What would you say to encourage that that lady that might be listening to this? Move forward. Um, hmm. Until God closes the door, move forward. And he'll make it very clear, but don't wait for those doors to open. Because hmm. if you do, maybe the door is already open and it's sitting there wide open and you're just not walking through it. So, move forward. Um, A call to serve is a call to prepare. So do everything that you can now. Maybe you're a teenager listening. Do everything that you can now to prepare for what you would do on the field. So if you imagine you'd be discipling ladies on the field, find someone to invest in. Find someone to disciple now. Um, Go soul winning. Do everything that you can to prepare for what God has for you one day. 
Um, but move forward. Don't don't wait for our doors to swing wide open. Just keep moving. And maybe if God doesn't want you on the mission field, he'll close the door. Mm-hmm. But go on mission trips. Um, be willing to do whatever and, and go wherever God wants you to go. Super great advice. And uh, that is a good note to end on. And we want to thank you for taking the time this week to uh, spend a little bit of time with us. We count it a privilege each and every week to meet with you like this. If if you haven't already, taken the time to um, give us a rating on the podcast app that you're listening on. That, that helps us to get the word out. And so maybe take the time to do that. Share this with a friend. And especially this episode, maybe there's somebody that you know that could be uh, helped and, and blessed by this episode. What we'll do is include in the show notes this week uh, Katie's information as well. And uh, maybe there's a pastor listening that would like to book you for a meeting. And uh, she's still, I'm sure, you still have some meetings yes, available yes, through the next bit of time. And uh, But don't wait too long because she's heading to the field <laughs> under the year. And so... Um, Thank you, Katie, for taking the time to spend with us this week as well. We look forward to meeting with you again next week. Until that time, have a great week in the Lord.